Hi, my name is Dawn Smith-Theodore. I'm a marriage and family therapist who specializes in the treatment of eating disorders. I'm a former professional dancer, also a former dance studio owner in Los Angeles. I am recovered from anorexia, and I'm also the author of a book called Too Too Thin, A Guide to Dancing Without an Eating Disorder. The Too Too Thin podcast will explore the complex relationship between dancers, athletes, their body image, and the prevention of eating disorders. As always, you can reach me through my website at dawntheodore.com. I hope you enjoy the podcast. So welcome to the Too Too Thin podcast. My name is Dawn Smith-Theodore, and today we're so happy to have Kendall Alway, a physical therapist who owns the SF Performing Arts PT clinic and um, in San Francisco, and she's a former dancer herself, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself, and then we'll, and then we'll go on to the rest of the podcast. Thank you again for listening. And uh, thank you, Kendall, for being a part of the podcast. Thanks so much for having me here, Dawn. Uh, well, a little bit about me. Uh, I am a physical therapist and I've been a physical therapist for the shocking number of going on 22 years now. Uh, I treat professional dancers with San Francisco Ballet, Lines Ballet, lots of other dance companies in in San Francisco, traveling theater shows, uh, you know, like Hamilton and uh, Moulin Rouge. And uh, those are some recents. And I just really enjoy working for dancers. My office is you know, fitted with like a sprung floor because I, one of my requirements was people have to be able to do foite turns in my office, which I sometimes refer to as my studio. And also they have to be able to do a grand jeté holding their space. So I have that and that makes me super happy. And I like what I've been able to create with dancers being able to come in and say, Oh, this is definitely for me. This is where I'm supposed to be. They see the Marley, they see the bars, they see the mirrors. And I just love it. So tell us how you got to this, you know, how, cause I know you were a professional dancer. And so how'd you go? How, what was the transition like from professional dancer to physical therapy? Well, I was actually as a professional dancer, I was a I was a modern dancer. I was with um Pouquet Eccentric Motions, which um I think exists as a film company only now. But we I it was I loved it. We I was living in New York, I was working on a good contract. Um and I decided I had a friend who had moved to Seattle. And she said, you really have to come to Seattle. It's so beautiful. You'll love it. I went to visit her for the weekend and I was, I thought, oh, this is a wonderful place. I should move here. So I moved and I thought that I would get work right away. And I could, and the work didn't show up. I couldn't find work. And I, as a dancer, and it was such a, a complete shock to me. So I got some pickup jobs as a freelancer and when I, uh, I, I was, you know, 
29 and a half. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know how long this thing is going to last. I turned 30 and I was like, I have to seriously start thinking about something else to do. So I started working as a physical therapy clinic as an aide because I decided, well, I should do something that uses all these exercises I've learned in my whole life. I've been learning exercises, so that would be good. I didn't particularly want a desk job. And, you know, PT can be a little bit more of a desk job than you want it to be, but mostly you're standing and walking around and demonstrating exercises, which is great, and working with your hands on the patients. So it was a good fit for me, but I had to go back to community college and take all my math and science prerequisites that I had cleverly avoided getting my BFA. So <laughs> that that's kind of, I ended up at a, a going to PT school in Phoenix, moved back to Seattle and uh, started working at a PT clinic there. Event uh, opened up a little room in the back of a dance studio and started doing that part-time, started working at the big PT clinic part-time. And then uh, I moved to Seattle. I mean, to San Francisco. So, and you mostly work with all dancers. Am I right about that? All all types of, is it preventative? Is it injuries? Like, t- tell us a little bit about your work. Uh, I work with about 90% dancers. Uh, and they are of all ages. So the youngest are usually 10, although my preference is 12 uh, to start with them. But so I work with the little kids and sometimes that is really preventative. Um, It's to sort of get their ducks in a row physically so that they can move forward with their technique. Sometimes they aren't, um, you know, they need help because they have hypermobility or other things that are sort of standing in their way. I have a lot of uh, kids who are also around 14. Uh, I work with San Francisco Ballet and fully professional dancers, as well as their trainees and their school kids, Uh, modern dancers, freelance professional dancers, uh, I go to Lions Ballet once a week to treat when they're in town. And even I have had dancers who are in their 80s. Uh, I've had dancers in their 70s who are still actively performing, uh, who have been professional in their whole lives. I have some who perform, you know, adults who are just really avid you know, they're they're taking five classes a week, some of these adult dancers. And then... I I think the oldest was in the upper 80s and that individual had this uh, pretty firm ballet background and just was able to click in right away. Not that we were working on ballet, we were working on other things and life skills, but they just had this uh, understanding of how to use their body as soon as I would cue them for it. And that's amazing because that never goes away in a person, like ever, their whole lives. That will always be there. This is pretty interesting to me. So it's it's surprisingly diverse. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. And um, and do you use other... um, Like, tell me what happens when somebody comes in for the first time. If they don't have an injury and they just want to really be... They want preventative. Like, do you, you know, do you work with them 
because you said you have a bar and everything in your uh, place. So I'm just curious as to, you know, what's a first session look like? So if it's more preventative, I do look, I have them stand. I look at their spine. I look at their single leg parallel plie to see how they're tracking. I look at their grand plies in center. If they can't do them in center, I have them do them at the bar. Uh, And demi plies, I just do a really quick, basic scan. And from that, I can pretty much tell where they're working incorrectly. Uh, also if they can tell me, oh, I'm having trouble with jumps on my right leg, then that tells me pretty quickly that they probably have some weakness. And I, as a physical therapist, I'm able to assess that target exercises to that. And then I do actually spend a ton of time on technique retraining, uh, even with pretty high level professional dancers, because most of the dance injuries are due to, uh, you know, using the muscle systems and correctly gripping with every fiber of their being to accomplish the movement. And that can cause a lot of problems that can cause a lot of tendonitis, things like that. So I try to pull back their technique a bit so that we can work on how do you do these same motions in a more relaxed manner. And then usually they're like, wow, that feels really good. (laughs) Yeah. See, so if you're not squeezing so hard all the time, uh, it, it, it does usually feel quite a bit better, but then they have to figure out how am I going to use the other muscles? And then I use the Pilates reformer. I use, uh, I'm not a Pilates instructor, but I have some of the equipment and I use that to help them identify where the muscles are. I use weights to help them strengthen things like that. So when you were dancing, was this all available to you? No. Uh, When I was a kid, um, when I was a ballet kid, you know, pre-pro ballet kid, I did have a really bad ankle sprain and um, I mean, severe ankle sprain. And I was given crutches. I was on crutches for like a few weeks and there was no physical therapy. I just went back. Um, And then when I was living in New York and I was working full time as a dancer, uh, I had this horrible thing where I, I fell down the stairs carrying my ginormous, like 40 pound bag of laundry, you know, with those pitted marble New York staircases. <laughs> and I, I, I fell down the stairs. I'm not, I'm not sure how it happened, but, um, you know, holding the laundry bag. So I had this, another horrible ankle sprain. I don't know, same or a different ankle. I'm not sure, but I did find a dance doctor who looked at it. uh, And interestingly enough, he did an x-ray and he identified, he's like, why do you have all these fracture healed fractures in your foot? And I said, what do you mean healed fractures? I have no idea what you're talking about. And he said, yeah, you, you um, there's fractures, metatarsal fractures that have healed. Um, Why why do you have those? And I, I was completely mystified. Uh, later as a physical therapist, I realized, oh, maybe it was because I was amenorrheic for a really long time, meaning that I didn't have my period and probably had bad bone density. So when I, uh, but that's, you know, all (laughs) retrospective, but he sent me to the physical therapist and the physical therapist did some exercises on a wobble board. And I thought, well, I think I can do as much as they did. And I, uh, tried to complete what I was working on 
you know, at home. Cause it was like, they would rub it for 10 minutes and do a couple of wobble board exercises. Um, and I got back to dancing full time. Yeah. But it wasn't, it, it, I was like, this is not the experience of physical therapy that I really need to get me back to performance level because mm-hmm. I was dancing eight hours a day, you know, like five days a week. And right. so I, you know, like doing 30 minutes and 15 minutes of it as someone gently rubbing my ankle, like this is not going to get me back. And I I wanted to be a dance PT because I feel like I, I do understand the experience of the dancer from a lot of different angles because I was, and I've always been very interested in, in mechanics. Um, and I almost went to architecture school instead of physical therapy school. Um, and so it's like that kind of, um, intersects. I I went to art school before PT school too. So, um, that kind of way of structurally looking at the body was something that I think I've always had. And, um, and I'm lucky to be able to really apply it then when I'm looking at technique and technique issues. So yeah. And then I also feel like I, I can relate to this, the struggles that dancers have, um, in, in many ways, in the many yeah. ways dancers struggle. Yeah. It's a, a very similar to, uh, I mean, it's interesting how we find our way, um, as dancers to other areas, um, you know, like for me, I had an eating disorder. And so it's like, and I wish that I wish that there had been somebody that understood from a dancer's perspective and, and um, how to help me at the time. And so it's, it's interesting how we find our way due to things that happen to us in our life, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think, um, I mean, it's, it's great to have people to be able to help with the eating disorders. Cause I, like, I remember my mom taking me to the doctor when I was 15 and saying, why hasn't she gotten her period? And the doctor saying, Oh, well, I had a girlfriend who was with New York city ballet and she was 22 and she had never had her period. So I think it's just normal for dancers. And that was the level of, um, you know, knowledge (laughs) that, that, we were dealing with at that time. Of course, now it's a lot later because that was, you know, the eighties. So um, I think it's a bit better now, but yeah, I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. So I'm glad that there's more resources. Yeah, me too. So tell us, I, I really am interested in your program that you've started for teachers called Point Safe. Um, and can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So point safe is just really my labor of love. It is my heart. So when I was treating, you know, with treating dancers over and over and over again, you hear, I wish I would have had this information earlier. I wish I would have heard about this sooner. I wish I could have, you know, changed these things before. And with point safe, what I wanted to do is start to help the teachers to recognize these things in their students and help fix them uh, and support the teachers because the teachers are the ones that have the bigger effect. And 
it has just been a, an extraordinary experience working with these teachers. They, we have a forum and the teachers talk to each other and talk to me and live on our live Zooms. And we can actually identify and the teachers can help solve problems that they have in their studios with each other, which to me is the best. I mean, I have one brain. Having more brains is always better. And I I just really respect the teachers. And I have learned that a lot of them are in really difficult situations with their students. And being able to support that in the best way possible is you know, really important to me. And also so that they learn when they should refer their students out to a doctor or a physical therapist. They turn in videos from their classes so we can all see and we all watch them together so we can see what's going on in each of their classrooms. And it's been such a fascinating window into the lives of teachers at very different types of schools. What what made you decide to do this? I mean, I, I understand the b- behind piece, but you know, like, how did you come to this? Cause you're already busy as a physical therapist. And so, but you said this is your labor of love. So I want to hear about how you got decided to do this. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, COVID. So with COVID, I started to realize that I could, touch many more people at once, actually. And I wasn't working very much because COVID. And I was home and I learned to use Zoom. I hadn't used Zoom very much at all pre-COVID. And I realized, oh, I could put this online and connect with way more people. And I had the connection with the point shop um, because I'm a member of Dance Medica and they're my office roommate now. And I was able to find a videographer who has put together some really gorgeous videos for me for this and really build out build out the courses. And I had like the time and the space to do that. So that was a gift that COVID gave me. That was a, that was a gift that the pandemic gave me was being able to produce point safe and getting that idea. It wouldn't have happened otherwise. Yeah. And, and um, I would imagine that teachers are so appreciative of the ability to have a forum, having had a dancing school for 25 years. It's like having a place where you can come and talk to other teachers and then also learn yourself about anything, you know, like, as you said, when to refer out a student or, you know, just different questions that you don't always have the time or know where to go ask. Yes. And the other thing is that the teachers feel a tremendous amount of pressure to get their kids on point, whether the kids are ready or not. And so having them have an objective system takes a lot of pressure off of them. Having the kids have expectations, they know what the expectations are, they know what they have to do, having the teacher, giving the teachers the exercises so they can do the exercises in the class to help get the students strong enough. And, um, you know, it's really, it's a big change for them and they love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I always talk about um, longevity is such an important, 
longevity for a dancer is key. And so preventative and help through physical therapy can also help with longevity for a dancer, I would assume, because like for, for me, it's like fuel your body, fuel your body, you know, give your body what it needs. But I think it's this, you know, you're doing the same thing, but for the, in a different way. Yeah. And I think that every dancer should have a a physical therapist, a dance physical therapist. I know not everybody has access to that, which is part of the reason why I started point safe, but uh, you know, like they should have a team. They should know. I, I always say this and I say it in point safe. And I, I tell the dancers that I see in the offices, they should have a, a, a psychologist that they know that they can go to. They should have a physical therapist. They should have a doctor. They should have, they should have these people who are set up and ready to be able to help them. Uh, you know, should a problem arise, like they don't need a problem to, to find these people, they should find these people in advance so that, you know, if, and when they do have a problem, they have the resources. Yeah. I I completely agree because it's like, if you, it's, it's like, um, having, having a team that's there for you to help you in every way possible. Um, and I mean, I feel like a lot of the summer intensives, ballet companies, the training companies do have physical therapy and dietary and psychological at this point, but it's such an important piece. And there are a lot of people don't have the access to it. Yeah, they don't have the access. And, and the thing is that teachers, you know, it's a legacy system. So teachers teach the way they taught, you know, the way they were taught. So the words of the two teachers before them come out of their mouth. And so it's not necessarily, um, you know, the best or healthy thing. And so finding out these different, you know, it's just, it's great. This, this advent of continuing education for dance teachers is so exciting to me because I think it's really going to change things. Yeah, I, I do too. And I'm excited for you because you know, COVID was a hard time for everybody, but sounds like you made the best of it of and and started something that's really important to the dance community. I I hope so. I mean, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I hope so. It makes my heart feel good to hear that. I mean, because it's such a personal thing for me. Where um how do like what's the process for a teacher? you know, uh, for somebody who's, who's interested in point safe, do they just contact you? Yeah, they can go to the point safe website, um, www.pointsafe.com. And there's a lot of information there. They can, um, you know, fill out a contact form and then we'll get back to them. Uh, and also we're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I think we're much more active on Instagram and yeah. So that's, that's, those are the main ways. So yeah, they can definitely reach out. Um, You know, is there something that you'd like to share with us that maybe your 
dancers don't know about you or something, a fun fact. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm really good at making soup. Oh. I make really good soup. So I, sorry to the vegetarians, but I get those chickens, those pre <laughs> and I always <laughs> make it into a soup every single time. So um, I, yeah, I can make soup out of virtually anything, make vegetarian soups too, but yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, I, I love making soup. It's just such good nourishing food. Oh, I love soups. Um, and did you learn that from your family or you just picked yeah, that my, up? My mom was, was a really obsessive soup maker. Like she was oh. really good at it. And so we always had fresh soup at home and it's just so much better. <laughs> and <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I it's yeah, I I love soup. Um, and anything that you you know like any kind of mantra that you say to yourself on a daily basis that keeps you going and doing the work that you do. Yeah, I thought about this, and really, what I do say to myself every day before I go to work is, I want to do the best job I can for my patients. And that's, that's what I, that's what I say It's like, I just want to do the best job that I can for my patients. I love that. I love that. Sounds like you really show up for, for the dancers and, and now for teachers. So you've really, you know, built a nice um, area for yourself to be able to educate the dance world and bring, you know, what you learned from your own dance career and from your own training into the dance world to help others. Oh, thanks. That's what I try to do. Yeah, that's great. I just want to thank you, Kendall, for being on the show. You know, it's like, um, actually, you're the only physical therapist I've had on. And I think it's such an important part for um, the dance community to hear. Um, and so I just want to thank you. I really appreciate what you do for dancers um, and for teachers. And thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you. This has been such a pleasure. What a nice little chat. Thank you. So listen to our listeners. Thank you for listening to Too Too Thin podcast. As always, you can reach me through my website at tututhin.com or dontheodore.com. Thank you again for listening and have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.